Who was here last week? A few people. You remember what we talked about last week? Yes, we started a new series called Set Apart. And what we're talking about in this series is living a holy life, living a life that's set apart from the world. Last week, Jeremy talked about 1 Thessalonians 4, 7. I don't have it on the screen. Uh, but it says that God calls us not to live an impure life, but a holy life while we're here on earth. And today we're going to kind of continue to talk about that, how we can live a holy life here on earth. Uh, but first, I got a question for you guys. Has anyone ever collected anything? Like, like a rock, rocks, or like baseball cards? Football cards, okay. It, did anyone do like Barbies or American Girl dolls? I know, I know Josiah did American Girl dolls. Uh, anyways, I want to show you guys someone. Everyone, please say hello to Twilight Sparkle. Say hi, Twilight Sparkle. So, so contrary to prop, contrary to popular belief, I did not get this from Josiah's bedroom. Um, I actually got it from Jeremy's room. Uh, <laughs> not his room, his office, his office. Uh, there's a whole story there. Um, imagine, if you will, this is like a famous collectible item, right? Have you guys ever seen Toy Story 2? You know how uh, there's that, what's his name, Al from Al's Toys Barn? Uh, he like tries to collect the toys and he has that one like Stinky Pete guy and he keeps them in the box, right? He like waddles around in the box. Gosh, I hope you've seen Toy Story 2 to know what I'm talking about. Um, if a collectible, whether it's uh, like a Twilight Sparkle that Jeremy owns for some reason, or if it's like a baseball card, or it's like an action figure or a Hot Wheel, it's most valuable when it's in the box, right? When it's in the original packaging. Does this make sense? Are we following along? Because if it's outside of the package, you're probably playing with it. It's probably being thrown around everywhere, and it kind of loses its value, right? It's not as valuable, right? Does that make sense? All right. Everyone say goodbye, Twilight Sparkle. Now, I personally, I don't know about you guys, Oh, sorry. <laughs> but I never collected Hot Wheels or baseball cards or anything. I was a Lego guy. Whatever. Shut up, Josiah. <laughs> sorry. Legos, Legos are awesome, right? Who played with Legos? Still do? Yes. Yes. You know... My bedroom growing up as a kid was three big old tables and it was full of Lego sets. It was like my little empire. Some people have a drug empire, I have a Lego empire. <laughs> that was a stupid joke. But uh, I don't know if you guys know this about Legos. Uh, you can make bank if you sell them. But the only deal is they have to be in like the original packaging, they have to be unopened, and the box that it came with, mint condition, right? Does that make sense? So I had this one Lego set, it's one of my favorite Lego sets, and I got a picture for you. Look at that beauty. 
Oh. The Black Pearl from Pirates of the Caribbean. One of my favorite Lego sets that I've ever owned, not because it was super cool, but it is a super cool set. But this thing is very, very valuable. When I got this when I was probably like eight years old, it retailed for probably like 80 to $95. Nowadays, 2023, if you have an unopened box, it retails for $2,000, which is nuts. Now, of course, eight-year-old me, when I first got this set, I was not concerned about my finances of the future. All I cared about was that's a cool pirate ship. I want to play with it, right? Makes sense. So I tore open the box, built it, played with it, whatever. It got all damaged. It is what it is, right? Point is... The Lego set that I owned is no longer worth $2,000 because I opened it, I exposed it, and it just became a commonplace, right? Because it became a commonplace, because it, became out, it came out into the real world, it lost all its value. It was not set apart or special in any way. Isn't our holiness and our spiritual life similar to that? When we make ourselves a commonplace with the world around us, we don't appear special, we don't appear valuable, we don't appear set apart. Because here's the thing, God calls us to be different day in, day out. God calls each and every one of us to a different standard from the world, a new path to take. And when we behave just like everyone else, just like the world around us, are we really pressing forward in our relationship with God? 1 Peter 2.9, it labels this out. It says, but you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Now, what is this saying? It's saying that we are God's holy people, specifically called out from the ways of the world. He has set us apart to not be like a disobedient world. We're set apart from the world because the patterns of the world compromise the way that God calls us to live. And this kind of leads me to my main point of my message. A set-apart life does not compromise with the world. If there's one danger to being set apart, it's compromise, compromising with the mundane. Dividing out attention between the life God calls us to live and the life that the world offers and our flesh authors, offers, not authors, wants us to live in, if we divide our attention between that, how are we progressing forward? How are we living a holy, set-apart life? We can't make deals with the world and with God at the same time. Romans 12, 1 through 2, it says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you, to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find accessible, not accessible, acceptable, my bad. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. We can choose to be transformed. That's what this is saying. We can choose to be molded in any shape or form, and we can choose whoever molds us. But who are we choosing? You know, um, you know, like putty or like 
Play-Doh or whatever, uh, you can like mold it into any shape you want. You, you know what I'm talking about. Um, what are we choosing to be molded into? Who are we letting mold us? Are we letting God or are we letting the world mold our actions or our beliefs? Putting this in like layman's terms that everyone can understand, are you living a holy life or are you living a worldly life? Are we, be, are we being driven on a path forward following God very closely or are we shifting gears and slowly merging off the highway into the surrounding world? Now, let's be real. It's pretty easy to live a holy life when we're inside this room, right? Because um, we're surrounded by our family made of friends, and we have all these positive influences, and we're worshiping, and everything's perfect. The outside world is kind of shut out here, right? So it's pretty easy to live a holy life here. But I want to know how are we living Outside, when we walk outside of those doors, day in, day out, are we living a holy life or are we living a worldly life? Are we living a holy, set-apart life in the way we talk and in the way we communicate, in the way we carry ourselves? Who knows that it, like, when you're having a really terrible day, that the last thing you want to do is be nice to someone, you know? You feel me? Are we living a holy life in our relationships? I don't mean, like, boyfriend or girlfriend. I mean, I do mean boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever. But, like, with, with the bros, right, or the gals, <laughs> sorry, um, <laughs> or, like, with our siblings or parents, are we living a holy life with that? Are we living a holy life through the things we devote our time to and the entertainment we enjoy? And the music we listen to, guilty of that one. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. Are we living a holy life when no one else is watching? When we're behind closed doors or when we're on social media through our DMs or through our Snapchats, are we being holy then? Are we living a holy life even when we're the only believer in the room? and everyone else disagrees with us. There's nothing more difficult. If you don't know this now, you'll figure it out. There's nothing more difficult than being like a lone Christian in a room where everyone else um, may not be actively trying to put you down or like disagree with you, but in their heart, they disagree with you. Very tough situation that we're all going to find ourselves in. And as hard as that is, even when we're the only believer in the room, our lifestyle of holiness and our lifestyle of being set apart that God calls us to, it's not something that we can just choose from from time to time. This kind of leads me to my next point. A set-apart life does not stop at inconvenience. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys have multiple friend groups, but I do. Not to make me sound cooler than all y'all, <laughs> but have you you know how like if you have a different friend group, uh, you kind of have different like senses of humor, like friend group A humor, friend group B humor, and then if you accidentally mix it up and you say 
group B, a group B joke and the group A joke, and then you get kicked out of the group because they think you're not funny. Has that ever happened before, or is it just me? It's just me. Oh, man, that stinks. It's kind of like that, even if you don't understand. So often we think of, like, our walk with God being set apart as, like, a little light switch that we can turn on and off at any given time. Oh, I'm with my Christian friends. I can flip the light switch on. I'm going to live a holy life. But if I'm with my algebra class where they hate me, turn it off. And when we choose to be set apart in one area of our life, light switch on, and then uh, living a worldly life in another place, light switch off, when we do that back and forth, we're not being set apart at all. We're just wearing a costume, right? And wearing a costume is not a lifestyle, right? It's just a hobby. If we are supposed to be set apart from the world, we cannot have our legs placed in two corners. We got to be dedicated. And maybe this resonates with you, because um, I know it sure did for me in high school. Um, all throughout like my later years of high school, I I would divide my corners. I would I would. Um, I would wear a costume. I would live a holy life when I came here, um, whenever I wanted to appear that I did. I put on the act. I put on the performance, right? Um, and then I'd just take the costume off, and then I'd go into school or go into work the next day, and I would just go by the waves that the world led me. I was flipping the light switch on and off, and that can't happen. Uh, and maybe you can relate to that. Realistically, I believe that we all do. We all fall short. We all sin from time to time. That's going to happen. Um, but we're not hopeless. We're not hopeless in this matter. Galatians 5, 16, and verse 15. It says, So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of your lives. If we want to reject compromise, if we want to live a holy life and not a worldly life, we have to learn to reject the temptations that the world and our flesh puts upon us. How do we do that? By walking in the Spirit. Which leads me to my final point. A set-apart life walks with the Spirit. A lifestyle of holiness will have you walking with the Spirit, giving you the gift of discernment of the Lord's will. This walk with the Lord will satisfy you far more than anything that the world can provide for you. That's a promise. What does it look like to step with the Spirit? It's not as complicated as we seem to make it. We can take very simple, very practical steps right now into walking with the Spirit that will help you right from the beginning. Are you praying throughout the course of your day? Are you constantly in communication with God? This is something that like, I really started doing once I got to college. Um, you know, we like to make prayers like this um, 
very gravitos thing, you know? Um, just have a conversation with the Lord at any time under your breath as you're walking, if you're at work or if you're at school or if you're wherever. Just be in communication with him. Don't overcomplicate it. Do you often set aside time to worship and completely tune your conscious on him? That's another way of walking with the spirit. Setting apart time. Of course, we can like pray anytime we want because God's always there. But it's so important that we set aside devotional time um, to worship him, to praise him, and to meditate on him and what he's trying to speak to you. That'll change your life. If you set aside that time, are you actively engaging in the word? So many people say, I have never heard God's voice. I can't hear God speaking to me. How do I hear God speaking? How, how do I hear God speaking to me? And the answer is in the book that many of us are holding right now. Just crack open the word. God will speak to you. And then meditate on it. Does anyone in here run track? We got any track leads? Is that a word? Track leads? Thank you, Rafe. Um, now, I don't know if you guys know this, but running kind of sucks. Thank you. Volleyball. <laughs> okay. Uh, for all my track leads out there, running is not fun. Uh, but it's also strategic, you know. There's a lot of little strategies or little um, uh, practices to implement into your run. I remember Penny in the Pocket from when I did middle school track. I don't know if that's a thing. Um, but there's lots of little things that go into running. And on top of that, running's hard, you know. You know what's not hard is walking. Um, Thank you. Uh, ever since we were born, walking is just like a natural thing that we do. We don't really think about it. Let's make these baby steps with our walk in the Holy Spirit simple. Let's not overcomplicate it. Let's make it a natural thing that we do. Ingrain it into your daily routine. Just take baby steps. And in doing so, you're going to be more in key with following the Lord He's going to help you reject the compromise that the world wants you to take. So I ask you tonight, are you living set apart, or do you feel that you've compromised with the world? Uh, maybe there's something in your life that has caused you to compromise. I know that many times I have. You know, maybe it's a habit. Maybe it's a sin. Maybe it's something that's influencing you. Maybe it's a, a person that is kind of pulling you away from living a set-apart lifestyle. And I want to encourage you, take these baby steps right here, right now. Begin walking with the Spirit. All it takes is one step and then another and then another. Get in touch with the Lord. Let's not, be, let's not let these minuscule worldly things keep us chained from the godly things that he has in store for us. Let's be set apart. Let's not be a generation that's based upon a lie. 
let's not be worldly people that's just doing an impression, a performance, putting on the costume every Wednesday. Let's live holy lives, walking with the Spirit in this room, back home, at school and work, enjoying hardship. Let's be set apart. All right? You with me? Let's do it. Father God, I thank you tonight. Thank you for this, this group. Thank you for this message, God, that you've given to me, God. God, may you bless our fam times. May you bless our conversation. May we be focused. May you be at the center of it all, God. May we leave this room with a little more knowledge of you and how we're supposed to live for you, Lord, how we're supposed to be set apart from the world, God. And God, may we not just think about it, but may we act on it, God. May we take this and may we make it part of ourselves, Lord God. God, we thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. We're called to a higher standard, you know. We're called to be set apart. Um, very difficult thing to do, right? Um, and, you know, tonight, we're just, you know, we're just going to close out. We're just going to worship, praise the Lord, as we always do. But maybe tonight... You know, you've never thought about being set apart or like living a, a holy life. Maybe it's never occurred to you and maybe you want to, you know, take that step. Or maybe you've like lived a holy life before or you're in the process of living one. And maybe something is just stopping you from going all in, you know. Maybe there's a little chain that's you're kind of dragging behind. Maybe it's a sin or, or something that's going on but you want to break free of that. You want to reject that and reject what the world offers because what God offers is so much more, so much more satisfying and is so much more important to you in the long run, right? And if any of that's you, and, and if you don't know this Jesus that we're talking about, maybe it's your first night here and, and you feel like something's up, then that's awesome. If any of this relates to you, I'm sorry, I'm spitting. Um, I'm sorry. If, uh, if any of this relates to you at all, you know, we got leaders in the back who care for you, who want to see you succeed, who want to see you grow in your faith and be set apart. Won't you just grab a leader and, and your friends and just pray with each other? And if not, that's perfectly fine. Let's just worship the Lord because he, he deserves it, right? Amen? You feel me? Let's all pray. Father God, thank you for moving tonight, God. Thank you for blessing these people, God. Thank you for working tonight, Lord God. God, we give it all to you, God. God, may we leave this room, God, um, with the same passion and the same love that we have for you. And may we just radiate it, God, and everywhere we go, God, whether that's at school or at work or at home, may we be just as passionate and on fire for you as we are here, Lord God. May we not just be Christians who, who put on a costume for Wednesday nights, but may we just live that lifestyle day in and day out, Lord God. God, bless everyone as we walk out this door, Lord God. God, we thank you for everything you've done, Lord God. And all the people said, amen. amen.